Ooh, today is going to be a big one. So we're talking about one, one aspect of ourselves that we probably have some language around already, and that is the inner critic. We all have heard that term thrown around a lot. And today it's time to explore it in a little further depth and get some understanding around our inner critic so that we can maybe give ourselves some breathing space. And I have to say that I have at times been absolutely 100% a victim to my inner critic. When I had depression and anxiety, that inner critic ran the show ran the show. And it's still very, very present. Even when I'm cooking and I crack an egg and some shell goes in, you know, it's there berating me, shaming me. You're no good. What's the point of you cooking? You're clearly shit at it. And (laughs) so I I guess I just want to let you know that we can have an inner critic, but we can still create, we can still live a very fulfilled life, we can still uh, do all the things that we dream of doing if we can find a way to either uh, bring in our inner consoler or we can converse with the critic, which I'll talk about a bit later. But first I want to explain a bit about the inner critic and how, how it works, why it shows up and, you know, a little bit, a little bit of the ways that it might be showing up for you, particularly if you're heavy on the pleaser side of things. So the inner critic's role is really to respond to the rule keeper when, when the inner critic feels like there, or when the rule keeper rather feels like there has been a rule breached, then the critic steps in. So I'm going to tell you a bit of a personal story to highlight how the inner critic can work and actually flip on you. So back when I, was suffering from depression and anxiety, really in the depths, my psychologist had suggested that perhaps taking on some volunteer work might help me get outside of myself and connect with some human beings and and give my, my life a sense of purpose and direction and meaning. So I kind of thought about different ways. I was living in the mid-north coast, fairly isolated, and there weren't a lot of options. But Wires was an option, which is a wildlife rescue organisation. So I went and did the training and then my role became sitting on the phone and for two days, 48 hour stint a week, I would have to stay home and man the phones and it couldn't divert to my mobile because it cost them too much money. So I had to be home to answer the phone. Only I was in the depths of my depression and I mentally, that was a really fucked place to be at home 48 hours straight really drove me crazy. Yet there was this part of me, my inner critic, who would say, well, you can't let these guys down. They need you. You have to do this. You have to just get over it and answer the phones. It's not that big a deal. They need you. So I would do that. And then during the week, as it got closer to the Sunday, which was when they'd hand the phones over to me, I just feel so torn up inside. I would feel physically sick. It was like the grossest feeling in the world, just impending doom, 
And as and and my husband Miko, he would say, "Why are you doing this? You really fucking hate it. Why are you doing it?" And I would get even more angry because I didn't want to be doing it, but I was doing it because my inner critic was making me feel like I had to do it. I couldn't let people down. I had to just get over myself and do it. But here's where the critic flips. Because then my critic would start going, you know, I would go, okay, all right, I'll just resign myself to the fact that I've just got to do this. I just got to get over myself week in, week out. I'll just commit to this because they really need me. Then in a critic flips on me. Why are you doing this? Of course, acting like the martyr, not being able to say, this isn't working for me. Who the fuck do you think you are? Like, doing something that you absolutely hate, feel it in your body. Like you don't want to do this. Why are you doing this? So I was just completely in this space of victim to my inner critic because I was completely torn and paralyzed. I wanted to give this away, but I couldn't give it away because I was going to let people down. And then that said that, you know, I was a terrible person because I I wasn't looking after my own needs. But then if I was looking after my own needs, then I was a selfish person who was letting everyone down. So I was just in this constant, um, I call it like the hamster wheel, just going around and around and around, not taking any action because either side of the spectrum, I was berated for either wanting too much for myself or not giving myself enough credit you know? And that place is no good. We make absolutely no progress when we're stuck between the critic telling us that we shouldn't do this and then telling us that we should. So the critic works in two ways. If you have a strong pleaser, it's going to shame you when you're considering taking action that's self-attending. But then when you act on that shame and then you do the pleasing thing that you don't really feel like you want to do, but you're doing it because you think you should and you don't want to let somebody else down, then it's going to shame you for not standing up for yourself. (laughs) So with the inner critic, you can't really win. You're fucked if you do and you're fucked if you don't. So how is this inner critic helping you in any way, shape or form? It actually is helping us. But so often we're really so far in it that we're even shaming the critic for shaming us. What the critic's role is, is to help us identify when you are too identified with one particular self over another. So when you're too identified with the pleaser, it's going to show you that you're too identified with the pleaser. And when you're too identified with the self-attendant, it's going to, its role is to show you that you're too identified with that self. So it actually does serve a really great role, helping us to bring it into balance. There are two aspects here to consider. One is, do you also recognize that there's an inner consoler within you? Back in the day when my inner critic was running rife, there was not also an inner consoler. It was just the critic. These days, I've done so much work on having compassion towards myself and understanding towards myself and practicing kindness that I have this inner consoler that can help to balance me out at times. Opening up a dialogue with the critic can really help to bring our inner consoler into balance. It's like that compassionate part of us that says, you know, it's okay. It's okay. You didn't get it right that time. Have another go. You can do it. Where the critic side of you goes, what's the fucking point? Why are you fucking bothering? You can't do that. 
So bringing them into balance, a key thing that you could try if your inner consoler isn't quite developed that much yet, and that's totally okay. One thing that you can do is converse with the inner critic. And I know it all sounds crazy talking to yourself and talking to these different aspects of yourself, but it really, it really does help to give you space. I mean, if, if you are hearing those voices in your head, then they exist, right? Like you have an inner critic. So why not take the crazy route and try and engage with the critic? And I want to point out too that sometimes it's not as clear cut as just a voice in our heads. For me, it's definitely, I definitely, not that I hear a voice, but there is a voice there that's saying, like if I'm cracking an egg into a bowl of while I'm cooking and the eggshell goes in, it's like, why are you fucking cooking? You know, you can't cook. Uh, or if I open up the fridge and I drop blueberries all over the ground, it's like, yeah. Of course, you fuckwit. You didn't put those blueberries in the fridge properly. <laughs> it's so fucking ridiculous, right? But it's there for me because it's particularly strong in me. It's there all the time. So if you don't have it to this extent, praise your fucking lucky stars. If you do, it's time to get starting, start opening up a dialogue with that critic, which is what this work is all about. Voice dialogue. It's about conversing with the voices within you. And they don't necessarily turn up as voices. Sometimes it can just be a feeling like your gut kind of drops or you feel really tense. Um, you know, you feel that big feeling of resistance towards something. That can also be your critic. So how to engage with the inner critic? Really, the key is to just ask it, what are you concerned about? What are the potential risks here? What am I potentially exposing myself to? So it feels like it's helping you. It becomes more feedback than criticism. And I just want to say that anything out of balance is not particularly healthy. So if you have a really strong, strong inner consoler that drowns out your inner critic, that that can be destructive too because what ends up happening is then you lack self-discernment. The real key to remember is that neither the critic nor the consoler have the real truth. They have their perspective of the truth, which comes down from your rule keeper. And really, the way that you find what the truth is, the real truth, is through curiosity. It's through your willingness to listen to those parts of us that sometimes don't get a voice and that sometimes have too much of a voice. It's the curiosity that allows us to detach from the suffering because we realize we are not the critic. We are not those negative thoughts within ourselves, in our heads. We're also can't be too identified with the positive voices in our head either because that's not the truth of who we are. And it's curiosity that opens the door to compassion. The critic needs your love and compassion just as much as any other part of you. So engage it. Ask it about its concerns. And then I think you'll find a little bit of space opens up between you and the critic. Enough space that you can take some action instead of being in this constant cycle of being 
fucked if you do, fucked if you don't, fucked if you do, fucked if you don't, round in circles, round in circles, round in circles, round in circles. At some point, you, not the critic, not the consoler, but you have to make a decision. You have to make a choice to move forward or not. You have to make a decision to say yes or no. And that comes from that space. Then you're making great decisions because it's not from an aspect of you, but from the truth of you. So that's today. Start a conversation with that inner critic, show it some love, and until tomorrow, peace out.